Hi, I'm Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast Woo! for the TGIT Shondaland lineup. That's Thursday. Yeah, that's 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 my guest. One of my favorite people on God's green earth, and he's also she's married to a really cute dude too. Oh, thanks. I'm um, Katie Lowe's, who's actually doing great crowd sounds there. That was really Whoa! good. That was really that was really good. I like all the crowd the background, background noises. noises. And when we have to do, um, when you're in a restaurant scene and you're sitting in the background, you also are supposed to say like artichoke, artichoke, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. So it sounds like you're talking, but you're yeah, really not. Yeah, it's just like mumbling It's like crowd mumbling crowd noises. noises. So we're good at that. Because <laughs> we probably each did some crowd noises in our day, of right? Of course. Right? I still do them. I actually... I kind of remember my first musical ever. I was like, I didn't have any lines, but I'd be in the background of like the Pirates of Penzance or something. And I remember saying peas and carrots, 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 peas and carrots. And it stuck. There were also these vocal exercises you have to have to do like a box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, a biscuit mixer. Wow, that's and good, unique Betsy. New York, unique New York, unique New York. New York. Red stuff. leather, yellow leather, red, red leather, leather, yellow leather, leather red leather, Which yellow are these, leather. These acting tropes that we all had to do at points in our lives so that we would enunciate for some bizarre we reason. We actually use them on Scandal. Do you really? Is that so lame? Well, no, because you guys talk so fast <laughs> yes! that that's why you have to do it. I really, like, I would say once a week I hear someone saying, like, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Because <laughs> if it's after lunch and you've, like, eaten a bunch, or if it's 6 o'clock in the morning on a Monday, but you are coming in and doing this, like, crazy high-paced scene in your mouth and your lips just aren't warmed up, it stinks. You keep getting tripped up See, so on you these guys, lines. I think for those people listening out there, if you are ever in a situation where you have to enunciate really clearly or talk really fast. I don't know, maybe you're going to break up with someone or it's a family situation or sure. you're just super excited. and sure. you, You're going you're, on a job interview. You're going on a job interview or maybe you're doing a great presentation for your work. Sure. Um, or for we your recommend, school. We recommend these very, very highly. Yes. They're yes. all great. Now, by the way, today, um, Katie Lowe's is looking especially adorable. <laughs> I am not. Which is hard for Katie to look more adorable than usual, but Katie is in her mess. sporty workout outfit, which is adorable, you guys. She's wearing this cute little top with a little hoodie that's gray. Yes. And these adorable, like, This outfit is brought to you by Nike pants. and New Balance and Under Armour. And I'm going to pay a big shout out to Nike and my buddy Kim over yes. there at Nike, who's lovely and helps us out on the shows. And every once Thanks, in a while, Kim. I get a fabulous sweatshirt or something to wear that I'm super proud to wear it because super God proud. forbid I shop for anything nowadays. Well, well, we I could never shop anyway. No. I'm the worst shopper in the world. I am the worst so shopper. So it's nothing but helpful. Thank it's, you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. And by the way, just today, you guys, so you have some sort of sense as to what a disaster I am. I put on a t-shirt, which, thank you, Gap. By the way, Gap t-shirts. <laughs> thank you, Gap. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, Gap. except that everything looks good on Betsy Beers. Well, that's funny. It's but, true. So I'm wearing a t-shirt today, and I may show Katie Lowe's what this t-shirt looks like on the back. So for some reason, I put this t-shirt on today, and I look in a mirror, and on the back of my t-shirt, it looks like there's a gigantic, like, the color has run out of the t-shirt in a spot. So I have a big brown blotch oh, on the back oh. of my shirt that looks a little it's like poop. Looks like someone went to the bathroom it's on the just, back exactly. of your shirt. And it's so, kind of bad. <laughs> so I'm wearing an ill-fitting sweater to cover it. I think it could be like a super new fashion trend. It could be just, just like know, it's, poop. It's like one piece of tie-dye. A dye. Right, right. And it's only brown. And it's only brown. It's not colorful. Which is just it's not worrisome rainbow, and strange. It's just poop brown. So you guys, we just, um, you guys watched this episode last night um, that it was pretty incredible First Lady Sings the Blues, which kind of juggles a bunch of different stuff. It and does. It's super intense because I don't know about you guys, but this whole Jake thing has got me 
so oh, intensely upset. My mother is upset. Actually, my father is too. Like everyone I know is really upset about the status of Jake's well-being and whether or not I he will stay say, with us or I know. The Jake, he goes through the things. I mean, and what about like walking into the office first thing in the beginning of this episode where I just love how much time you take getting the paper and doing all this stuff. Thanks. And also, by the way, do they make you open the office at 5 a.m.? I don't know. What's they the make story? us open. I think Quinn does most days of the week. I'm, I think Quinn opens the office most days of I, the week. I don't think Huck does it. Well, we know where Olivia is. She's in her bedroom. Yeah, she sure is. And that's a nice room. <laughs> doing something. And Huck... Who knows? Who, who knows? I don't think who he sleeps. Knows? But Quinn, you know, this season has really been, I feel like, the glue that keeps OPA together. So if anyone's going to be opening up the office at 5 a.m., she's the picking perfect up the candidate papers. to do so. So our wonderful director of this particular episode, David Rodriguez, he was a cop and he was in the military. And so it was a really wonderful chance for me to finally really ask someone how the hell to hold a gun. Because oh, Quinn... you look so badass with a gun. Thank you. Thank you, Betsy. But I've been... Holding a gun for like a year now. You yes. know, Quinn's been badass Quinn for about yes. a year and been yeah. wielding guns here and there. Yeah. And I watch a lot of movies and I watch other actors do it. I'd like to think that I've been doing my homework up until now, but I haven't had any firsthand person in my life to say like, this is exactly why you block your heart when you're like scaling a room so that your chest is protected and never facing forward when someone can shoot you. And just little positions of where my thumbs should be on the gun, things like that. Like I was completely mind blown. Thank you, David Rodriguez, if you ever listen to this, because I, I was a little bit proud I, of that badass Quinn gun moment as soon as she oh, sees it's, it's Jake on the table. It's amazing. And then she tries to shoot cuck which is oh, awesome that's awful that was really well, hard for me to shoot because on one hand you would think you know quinn is a super spy now she's such a badass how could she miss shooting huck from that far of a distance so i had to justify it by being she's so freaked out to see one of her own down and like really down oh, i mean blood like, all over her hands blood all over the table blood all over so the floor bad. that She's so freaked out that her gun, you know, is, yeah. is really just a reaction that comes out of nowhere, that it, it hasn't been calculated yeah. at all. Yeah. No, I think, I think absolutely. Which is why I miss, thank God, because I love me Guillermo Diaz. We, you know. I know that no. just, that would be just, no. that would be such an odd. Huckleberry you know, Quinn doesn't exist say, without would, the Huckleberry part. That would be part. just the end of the episode and it would have been so quick. Agreed. Like America would have been sort of gypped that they had a three minute episode of Scandal. Agreed. Because we just would have had to stop. Stop. Overdone. Just, just all bad. <laughs> And look, I think one of the loveliest things about this episode, besides the fact that it's such an intensely weird episode of television, because on one hand, you've got Melly and she's desperately trying to run for Senate. Sure. And then the other hand, you have this like this really funny Russian guy who's trying oh, to I'm like, save with Jake, that actor, Eugene. Like, oh my God, save Jake's life, oh. which is just genius. Ilya. 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 Okay, so that man, that genius man of an actor, trained at the Moscow Art Theater in Russia. And he's lived in the States for about 20 years. But he is a, for real, like when you're someone that's gone to acting school your whole life and you've studied and taken Chekhov classes and you learn about the Moscow Art Theater and what a big deal it is to have, he was so perfectly cast. Linda Lowy and Betsy Beers and Shonda Rhimes, thank you for finding him. That's Linda Lowy, ladies and gentlemen, casting extraordinaire. Exactly. He was like, uh, I, I mean, Josh, there were many a moment where they were shooting him in that scene where we're all over Jake's body in that creepy warehouse. And Josh 
Melina said to me, this is like the greatest acting that's ever happened on the show. And I think myself, Guillermo and Carrie, we all said, oh my gosh, we have to email Shonda tomorrow and just say how much we loved him. And, and we did. And I just think he was really funny and then also can be really serious when... Oh no, he's like so amazing, which is he's like, it's good news. You know, the, the bullets, the no, no major organs, well, the bad news. Betsy, the you should have auditioned for this role. I would have loved to because my inner Russian. <laughs> Real but good. I laugh every single time I hear it and it's not funny. It's just... He's so too Russian. Too bad for you. He's, he's like, too so bad for you. Always. He's, I mean, he was so good. And then he switches on a dime when he's just like, I'm done. You know, you, when his friend, he, the bargain doesn't get evenly split, you know, because at the end of the end. Mary. Ooh, that's Black played Sable. by Ronnie Reed, right? Ronnie Reed, who plays Black Sable. Yes. She was my acting teacher in Chicago when I was 19 because she started Steppenwolf Theater Company with Jeff Perry. Oh my God, this is all so weird. It's so weird. It's so small. Can I just say we live in an ingrown <laughs> lifestyle choice here? How does everything always lead back to the same thing? Everything leads back to the same thing. There are only five people. In the world. It's true. It's like we're all living in some version of our own Truman Show. It feels like it that It does to sometimes. Me. Sometimes I think the same extras are driving in my neighborhood that are driving here. They like I look at and I'm kind of like, they're, recy- they're recycling extras really badly. I Oh. Like we did a pilot years ago, which I think I might have told you the story, mm. but it's so horrible. And I don't know why I'm telling you this in the Do middle of podcast about scandal. But it was a show of ours called Off the Map. And we shot the pilot and we had a person working on it who wasn't really very experienced or that expert at doing what they should be doing, which is helping Oops. us with the extras. And it was a show which was set in a medical clinic That's right. in a third world sort of like South America Without area. borders thing. Exactly. And one day during the pilot, we noticed that the same extra who'd been a patient one day was a doctor the day after. Oy vey. <laughs> We ended up trying to cut around it, but it became, but it's that same thing of like, I believe that 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 AD is actually my Truman Show AD because every once in a while I see the same people at Whole Foods that I see randomly over here. And I think, wow, you've got to start switching out the extras. I know you got to start. Who's watching us? It's just like for, I know. That was a little bit of philosophy for all of you who are listening, because there's something super philosophical about this and a place where we're going. But that also goes back to your acting teacher's yeah. talk about being an assassin and how she decided not to stop being an assassin, but that the end of this episode is so sad because oh, in essence she has God. no choice because pretty much the most heinous thing possible happens. Happens. Oh. I know God. it's just it's just bad. That's what's so I mean, not to toot our own horn, I mean, but scandal's so what this is all about. great because Whenever I think that Shonda or the writers or you're not going to go there because it's too, because we just can't take it. it. We just do. We go there and no one's afraid and Shonda's just fearless that way. Like she's just like, oh yeah, we're going to take out this whole person's family. Like yeah, it's, everybody. It's, I mean, that's just what would happen in this situation. There wouldn't be anyone spared. I don't care. Exactly. And, and it's. It's so refreshing. and I mean, it's awful, but it's also so refreshing to just see so many boundaries that I would maybe create for myself or audience members may, they get crossed ever, all the time. So you go there. And I'm just going to point out to everybody, there was a great set in this episode. It was a gentleman's club that was Rowan and Russell sit and have a meeting. And it was this office. Get out of here! Seriously, it was this office? Was it really? 
really? They kicked me out oh, for three days. Oh, and they're like in that cool, like, It's like they're plants. Yeah, they're like, like oh, And it's like a gentleman's club, and it's men, and they're drinking. And drink it's like, scotch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this office is, oh, my gosh. That's that's true. I didn't realize it until this moment that that is. Thank you, America. Thank wow. you. I gave up my office for a few days for the good of the show. Thank you, Betsy Beers. I have such a huge heart. It's so perfect. Such a, such a, such a world. <sighs> what do you think is going to happen to Russell? It's not looking so good for him right now, because I think Olivia's onto his trail. Olivia's definitely onto his trail, and I, I can't even imagine the world where if Quinn or Hawk or anyone else in B613 gets a whiff of who he really is. I mean, he's in big fat trouble just because he's working for the enemy. And it's bad. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know who's going to find out. Oh, there's I don't know if... such good stuff coming up. Next there's such good stuff coming up. That Russell. Yeah, no, too bad about him. To that Russell. He, he's the typical bad boy. You're you just know, like, oi. Like, why is it that you can't just get picked up at a bar by a guy? It has to be someone sent by their father yeah. as a spy to take yeah. people down. To like, just kill everybody. How, like, why can't you just like go home and take somebody home? I know. And What's we just going thought she was having an world. innocent booty call. That's like, All she wanted and needed was an innocent booty call. Know, she was pretending to be Alex. She just strings, needed to get some. There's strings. There's always, always strings, strings you people. Guys. There are never any actions without consequences. Telling you. Just Major a thing. Major life lessons just we learned today on this podcast. Just a freaking thing. <laughs> um, now, there were a lot of group scenes in this episode. Was it fun? We were together forever in that freaking warehouse where Jake, oh, I have a really funny story about this <laughs> that I wanted to tell yesterday, but oh my God. Well, first of all, we were stuck in this warehouse for two days that were like big 20 hour days or something. And so Charlie wasn't kidding when he said he in, was actually there for 17 and a oh, half months. Oh yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was me and George Newburn, Josh Molina, you guys know this, Hawk, Olivia, Jake. And then it was April Fool's Day, so no one was protected from Josh Molina's insanity. Which but is not good, you guys. Not good. Nobody wants to be on the receiving end of that. But the other crazy thing that happened was, so Scott Foley was connected to all these crazy special effects machines for like all the blood situation that's going on. His own breasts were out, but he had this like whole rig around his stomach. And all day he had to lay down. They let him up once in a while, but he was essentially like laying down the whole day. And so I would tease him for 48 hours. He's like my older brother on the show. And the whole time I'm tickling him, giving him purple nurples, squeezing the crap out of his nipples, <laughs> tickling his bare armpits, like whatever. Because he kept falling asleep, you know? And I would wake He's him up tired. just being like, oh yeah. Life. He's so tired. Cut to, it's about one o'clock in the morning and I'm going up to Scott and I'm going to give him a good one again. And I could see that his mouth is open and I grab onto both of his nipples and give him like a big squeeze. By the way, I could probably get in trouble with like the sexual harassment meetings that we've had, you know, like, yes. like how Those to meetings. treat people, you know, yes. and not not like and to be civil in the workplace. To be civil in the workplace, yeah. So this would probably fall under not so. But so I do this, and the guy looks up to me, and it's not Scott Foley. <laughs> it's his stand. Scott, they let go home, and Scott's standing, who looked exactly like Scott, is laying down in the same position with his mouth open, <laughs> with the rig on, and everything. And I'm giving this guy a purple nurple who I've never met before. I don't know his name. I didn't realize, and he just looks up at me, and he was like, "Oh, hey, um, I really like your work in Big Hero 6. And I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I am so sorry." Like, I, I and it hurt. Like. I really got, please, please don't, don't report, report me to HR. All I was thinking was like, I'm going to get in the biggest trouble ever. I squeezed the crap out of him. But he liked you in Big Hero 6. He really liked me in Big Hero 6 and he survived and hopefully he hasn't complained about me. And if that lovely gentleman who did a great job is listening, I really apologize. I was out of line. That's not the scandal way, you guys. <laughs> 
It's not the scan away, people. <laughs> but we were stuck forever in that room. We were all losing our minds and just it makes total behaving sense. It makes total. It makes absolute total sense. It's Kim Bitch wants to know, what's your fave Quinn outfit so far? Oh, well, Quinn has this amazing Isabel Morant leather jacket. Oh, that's a nice jacket. That's I, I, I bought sick. that pretty early on. I mean, it is unbelievable. It's really architecturally heavy. I feel like I'm in Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation almost in a way. And then it has a really nice fade out distressed look on the leather. And I'm obsessed with it. Thanks, it's Kim Bitch. It's Kim Bitch has some good taste, yes. I think. Fontini, Fatini wants to know at 23 Ophelia, what do you think's is Quinn's biggest strength and what is her weakness? Well, I think that's changed a lot, but I think her greatest strength is her loyalty and drive. I think she is not one to give up and she's been through so much. And she still is so ride or die OPA, will walk into fire for Olivia and Huck for anything. And that's probably her greatest weakness as well, only because she'll really do anything, you know, cross any sort of moral or ethic boundary for them. So I think her greatest strength is her greatest weakness. Carly at Carly Vision wants to know, what would Quinn's spinoff series plot and title be? Let's ask somebody who's a writer that question, because that's why I love being an actress. Like, I can't come up with stuff like that. I just get told what to say and where to say it. How to say it is me. But that other stuff I can't do. I think the spinoff Quinn would be hysterical, though. It'd be it's hysterical. Like, I think Charlie and Quinn, like living in New Zealand, would be really, really oh, funny. Could you imagine that? That they have to relo- relocate to New Zealand. Spies and, and sheep. Spies and sheep. And essentially, they're trying to retire and they can't. Yeah, and they can't because they just Because they find s- out that they're living in a place which is filled with like, drug lords and, and meth heads and like and crazy spies and like ex-political. So it's yeah. sort of like a Western combined with, yeah, I think that's great. I think That'd that's be what amazing. We do. Done. <laughs> Done. Spies and sheep. See? Okay. We did it. We did it. We did it, Carly. Thanks, Carly. Do you and Quinn have anything in common personality-wise? Yes. Charlize wants to know. Yes. I think... <laughs> she feels I very think, strongly about that. I yes. think season one, Quinn and I are very similar. Really, like, bubbly and asking a lot of questions. That's more of who I am. The new Quinn, who is more of a badass, is not similar to me at all. And I have to remind myself constantly to, like, walk with a swag. Don't trip. <laughs> you know, you, you're cool. Like, stand with your hip out. Like, I stand differently than I stand. I have to remember that I'm confident, that I'm trained, that I could kill people, that, like, men fight over me. Yeah, see, that's not like anything like me. (laughs) Pretty much everybody wants to know, Aquarius gal Kim asks this, but everybody asks this is, what's your favorite Quinn scene with Huck so far? Do you have one? Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know what? I think it might be coming up. I have a really good feeling about one coming up, so get excited for that. It may or may not be in our finale episode, but I'm really excited about one of those scenes. I love the the first time I lick him on the cheek in the bridge. Tony Goldwyn directed that episode and it has a special place in my heart. That's pretty great. There's Endless, the first time I ever helped him and I took the drill from his hands, the first time we ever made love on the hood of a car. And what about with Charlie? <laughs> oh, well, there's the endless love beating the crap out of each other, which was in the which mid-season is, finale of this on, season. Which on, is one of the best moments ever. One of the most insane things I've ever been a part of. Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Who inspires you and why? And that's Liz Criola. Liz Criola, I'm going to say that the women who are involved in Shondaland inspire me. 
that is Betsy Beers, that is Shonda Rhimes, and Kerry Washington. They all walk through the world with such grace and poise, and they're so smart and so driven, and they can do eight billion things in a day, and then they don't complain and have smiles on their faces, and then they all have like these awesome lives too, and I just look up to all of them. That was such a great answer, in my personal <laughs> yeah, opinion. It's true. That was like the best answer Adam and ever. I, whenever Adam and I have a time. really busy day, we'll say like, I bet it was half of what Betsy Beers did today. <laughs> or like, I bet it was a quarter of what, you know, like we just, we always hold you or Shonda or Carrie. I'm like, if we really, you know, you guys are just taking over the world. Well, you know. And I want to be, I'm like so lucky to be a small, teeny part of it. I, you know, my question for you is like, do you ever not have energy? Because no. you, you are the most high energy human being I've ever met. And you're always energetic, you're always positive, and you're always sunny, you're always like filled with interesting things. And I always just kind of wonder, do you ever wake up and go, oh man, I'm tired. Uh, I just have no energy today. No. I mean... Have you always been like that? Yeah. I've always been like that. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. Is anybody else in your family like that? My mom. Your mom seems sort of like Yeah, it. she's super like that. My mom said I always used to wake up from naps, like when I was a kid, like giggling or like laughing. Like I just really was never cranky. I mean, sure, I have down days. Everybody has down days, but I don't see people on those days. No, you just hide. Yeah, I just hide. And are you a morning person or a nighttime person? Love the morning. Let, I was going to say, usually <laughs> usually you poppy folks. I love the morning. I hate the night. My husband <laughs> hates the morning, loves the night. I'm midnight, a... he comes alive. Like, you think he has energy in the day when you see him, you should see him at midnight. And I'm like running for, running away, because I'm like, I'm the opposite. Now, Carrie wants to know at Smiling Gems, if you had to give up one thing, Oreos or live tweeting, what would it be? Don't ask me that question! I, I don't, don't think anybody should have to make a I choice can't. between Oreos and live tweeting. I have to only live in a perfect world where Oreos while live tweeting exists. Like, that's just it. That's perfection. Don't ask me to choose one. That's just, oh my Cruel. God. Um, well, look, thank you so much for doing this thank and you. taking time out of your busy workout please, schedule. Please, you guys, I gotta get the back. workout in, but I'm so excited to be talking to all of you guys about this episode. This was just so much fun because it's the best thing ever when I get to see Katie Lowe's, who Aww. also plays Quinn Thanks, on television, Betsy. and her fabulous husband, Adam Thank Shapiro, you. who's going to be in a movie upcoming very soon yes. about Steve Jobs. Steve he's Jobs. It's very exciting. Very exciting. And he's in tons of it, from he's what I can tell. a lot of it. He calls Fast Bender and Kate Winslet, who are also in the movie, he calls them Fassy and Whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is so funny. He had the best time shooting it. I went up to San Francisco for the day and visited him. I periscoped a cable car ride from there. It was awesome. I mean, he's he's doing a big movie. It's crazy. I know he is. You, you too. You're like the Lunton Fontaine <laughs> of current theater, the, the Douglas Fairbanks and the Mary Pickford. I will take it. You should, right? We'll take it. Oh, it's like gosh. fabulous. I'm like, anything to just not be babysitters anymore or waiters <laughs> or caterers. I'm like, What? Can I say, people, we all say this on a regular basis. I did the same thing, which is I spent years as a waiter, and I'm like, all I know is my waitressing skills have come in very handy in this Oh, job. yeah, they have. And I still can clear a table. Yeah, that's right. And stack I actually told arms. Adam, like, if our, our future children will be required to at least spend one summer of their lives as a server, because it, it teaches you so much about humanity oh, and humankind. And serving people totally. is a really interesting experience that everyone needs to have. Exactly. But we're really Words glad we're not doing that <laughs> anymore. 
So next week, there's going to be a very special episode of Grey's Anatomy, the two-hour episode, which is called She's Leaving Home. And that airs, of course, next week. That's Thursday, April 30th, from 8 to 10 p.m. on ABC. I cannot wait to see that. And Scandal's going to be back with a new episode Thursday, May 7th, which is great. Thank you for following all of our Shondaland shows on the various social platforms and getting caught up on ABC.com or watch ABC app if you miss an episode of any of the shows or if you just want to watch my office again, let's say. (laughs) If you just want to flip on back and see my office as a men's club, that would be awesome. And don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.com backslash Shondaland. So we'll be back next week with another Shondaland Revealed podcast. Until then, this is Betsy Beer saying stay safe and have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.